Welcome to the Select Star Podcast, your resource for innovative technology, developer topics, and more. Here's your host, Margo McCabe from the HarperDB team. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Select Star Podcast. I know we um, had a little bit of a break between the last episode and now, so thanks for tuning back in. Um, today, I am chatting with Bria Sullivan, which I'm really excited about. She's the CTO of Honey Bee Games, which we will learn a little bit more about, but um, thanks for joining us today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. And where are you calling in from? I saw that you, it looks like you're back and forth between New York and California. Yeah, right now, my main base is in Southern California. I'm um, out just outside of LA right now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit jealous. I, I've been wanting to have a LA visit, um, something near the water recently. So <laughs> a little jealous with this warm weather. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, uh, it's getting pretty hot, but, um, I was thinking after, after I do this interview, I was thinking of taking the dog to the dog beach. So <laughs> at oh, least oh. to like <laughs> soak in, soak in some of, uh, the, the weather. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I didn't know there were specific dog beaches, but I need to see that at some point. <laughs> um, very cool. Well, so yeah, before we jump into it, why don't you share a little bit about just kind of who you are, um, you know, your journey into tech, kind of how you got to what you're working on now. Um, would love to learn a little bit more. Sure. Um, let's see, I guess, uh, I can go backwards if that works. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Uh, right now, I am the CTO and founder of Honey Bee Games. It's an independent game studio. We make mobile games about boba, bubble tea, other people call it, um, and hopefully other stuff in the future. But right now, that's what we focus on. Uh, prior to being the CTO and also many other roles for this uh, for this company. I was a software engineer at Google for almost five years. Uh, Prior to that, I was um, a PM in data science, or it was like, or it was just, I was a PM at at Microsoft. Uh, And before that, I was in college for computer science. Um, In college, I used to make mobile apps as uh, a lot of like mobile app side projects. But um, I did not, I chose my, uh, people always ask this, so I'll just include it, but um, I did not know anything about my major uh, when I joined. I just chose a major at random, and I feel like there was just some universal force out there that planted the seed, because I did not know what programming was when I got to college, Um, and I just chose it, like, basically out of thin air, and um, I ended up just being, like, really, really loving it. Like I love product. I love, um, I love coding. Um, it's like my, I do it as a hobby and as a job. So, um, yeah, that's great. It seems like you, um, if you, even if you, I guess, ended up in that major randomly or not knowing what you were getting into, it seems like, um, your instincts or something were pulling you in the right direction. Cause you've kind of stayed on that path. Um, I know a lot of people, which there's nothing wrong with it either, but a lot of people jump in later in their careers or make a, sh- a shift and do coding school. Um, so it's great that you kind of had some sort of instinct from the beginning to jump into that and that you've been able to find this path of what you really enjoy. Yeah, 
I'm very, um, I'm very happy that I've been led to where I am. I do not know what other potential, what other career I would have landed in <laughs> and where I'd be. Um, cause like I said, well, because of, um, how much not just coding takes up my life, like just being part of the tech environment takes up such a huge part of my like personal life as well. Like I have met a lot of friends because of this. So I don't know what, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, um, I know it's like your job shouldn't define your personality, but uh, sometimes it does. Yeah. <laughs> a little. <laughs> <Very immersed. laughs> yeah. That's great. And I'm really curious to hear um, what drew you into gaming. And, and also, I'm sure people ask you a lot, but mm-hmm. um, I also have to ask what made you want to focus on Boba or Bubble Tea for this first um, sort of like project that you jumped into? So in... Um, I've only been doing this since 2020. Okay. I, um, I have like, that's when I first even decided to try game development. I almost felt like I needed permission, but I, I learned now that like nobody owns any lane to give you permission to try something. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think because they, there's this idea of like a type of person who is successful at this thing. And I am not one of those type of people, like um, even with games, I never considered myself a gamer because I felt like, oh, I I don't, I'm not a gamer. Like if I talk to other people who do consider themselves gamers, they would be like, you're not a gamer. But um, I had a a friend, honestly, like just say, it was like just such a random conversation, but he was just like, yes, you are. You're literally playing a game right now. (laughs) Because we were like at work and um, when we were still in the office, I was like on my phone playing a game while we were just like um, waiting for something to build or whatever. And he was like, that's gaming. Like, (laughs) so (laughs) you did it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's almost like, I was like, oh, I I think like um, a lot of the time we get caught up in certain identities and like need um, I mean it's not like we come with up with it ourselves sometimes people like to uh, dictate what other people can call themselves but um, and I, I use this all the time when I talk to people who call themselves a junior developer even like I've never considered myself a junior developer because it's like who gives you the you the permission to be versus a junior developer versus just a developer you know um, when does that happen Right. Do you have to wait for someone else to give you that title? So um, yeah, like it, with gaming, I didn't, um, I just got this idea. Um, I, I had an idea for a game because I play a lot of food games. I've had an idea of like bubble tea as a food game since like 2014 mm-hmm. um, with a friend and I, yeah. And I, it just, I first off, I didn't know that I could, make a game like I didn't know where to start with that and then um like bubble tea was just a theme that I chose because I felt like it was just it it, I associated getting bubble tea with my friends with joy and happiness and I was like this seems like a feeling that I would want in a game as well uh, because I played so many food games and I never really saw anyone using bubble tea in a game Um, And in 2020, when I first was like, I I was ready to leave Google, um, I just remember like trying to 
come up with a side project or like just an idea of a side project to work on. Um, you know, when you're studying for interviews, like for tech interviews, you should probably like brush up on stuff. So I was like, oh, let me just make a project. And um, I remember looking at the, the app store and seeing that finally there was one game I had been checked like every few months I would check and see if there was a bubble tea game and there never was one. And then once there was one in 2020, I was like, okay, it's time. It's time to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that's why I like, I, I felt like it was the, the right time to like join gaming. And I, I like, I used to work with startups as well for a long time. And it was like, well, if I work with all these super brave people who are able to like step out and like try something, like, can I do that too? Um, I, I feel like I can, I can do it. So yeah. that's why. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things in there that that you said that I think are um, great reminders. I, I love talking about how people shouldn't feel um, pigeonholed or like they're not allowed in a certain group because you make a great point. Like you hear people say they're gamers and you think, oh, well, I don't stay up till four in the morning, like on my he headset playing these really intense games or whatever. Like there's who said that there's any right and wrong and that like, even if you weren't playing games, like you still have every right in the world to create one. I mean, it's I think people do get stuck in that of like, well, I don't, I don't qualify or like I might not fit in or I'm not knowledgeable, but you can, if it's something you're passionate about and interested in, like you can learn as you go. So I think that's a really great reminder. Um, and yeah, I love the idea behind like boba tea kind of reminding you of happiness and good times. I feel like I was picturing, like I used to buy them all the time in high school and college. I haven't had one in a while. And now I'm like really craving one. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like they were fun and they were kind of this interesting thing. I remember when they first started popping up around us, like, whoa, this is so cool. Let's go get a boba tea. So, um, that's, that's awesome. Um, so I guess I'm curious a, a little bit more about like how this all started. Like, did this start as a side project while you were still in your full-time gig, did you like quit what you were doing to fully commit to this or like, how did this um, come to fruition? Um, I had been saving money for a while. Um, I was going to do a different business full-time that had more to do with um, like helping people get jobs in tech or like, um, like just startups or just like with an underrepresented folks trying, just helping them get into tech. Um, so I'd been saving money for a long time thinking that's what I wanted to do um, when I'm eventually ready to leave. But um, I had a friend, another friend who just asked like what my favorite part about building that business was. And I said, none, like, what was the, the part of like the trenches I liked? Yeah. And um, I felt like none of it, like, I don't like any of the work. Like, I don't like <laughs> any of this. It's not like a, but what I like is what it's helping people do. Like, I like the results. I don't like the work of it. And then, um, so I had basically already been in a place of like preparing my life for an eventual jump. Um, and I had a lot of like, um, I'd been going through stuff in my personal life with just my family and like just um, like like family sickness and stuff uh, during the beginning of 2020. So I felt like, uh, so I was already planning on moving back to uh, California instead of being in New York. Um, so once I had like, 
I don't suggest everyone do this, but I had already been laying the foundation for a while and like preparing my life. Um, I put together spreadsheets. Like I was all about like, how much am I going to have to um, spend? Like if I wanted to like start a business or like, what is my new budget if I started a business? So um, in February, 2020, I kind of just like, I worked on the project for a few weeks and I was like, I like this. I'm going to quit my job. So <laughs> I did that. <laughs> so I never, I didn't work that hard. I didn't do much work. I did not do much work while working right. um, at Google. I would say with maybe just the learning part of it, maybe a few months. Um, but I had already been preparing for a long time um, okay. because I felt like if I, it didn't really matter if something worked or not because I had saved enough that I could like take a few years off. Um, and I like, I could also have just done nothing these past few years too. And then I would probably like, it would be the same. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, you kind of knew all along that something like this would be um, where you would end up. You just didn't know exactly yet what it would be. So that's really cool. You were almost preparing for something um, like with an open-ended expectation of like, I have a couple ideas of what I might do, but I'm just gonna prepare just in case. So yes. um, seems like a really smart idea to me <laughs> to do it that way. But yeah, as you said, like that's not the only way. And I know that there are some people that come up with ideas and, and take a plunge and do it all just within like a couple months. So um, it kind of depends like what your strengths are and, and how you like to work. Um, right. And also the other thing that like, because of what was going on in my family at the time, I felt like, um, so I was living in New York, my entire family's in California, and I did a lot of like public stuff and a lot of career traveling and a lot of career chasing. I was always on the move. Um, but then, and this was like before everything started to shut down, I realized that like, I want to figure out how to build a life around like my personal life. Like I want to invest in my personal life first and see, make sure that I am making time for my mom, my siblings, my, um, my grandparents and all that stuff. How do I make sure that I'm spending the time, like adequate time with them and then trying to fit work into that instead of the other way around where it's like, I have all this work and I have to just try and fit a few hours here and there of just being able to see my family. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the right way to look at it. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of other countries talk about, um, that's one of the things they say about Americans is that we have, I, I can't remember what the saying is, is that we live to work instead of work so we can live um, or something like we have it backwards because work comes first and then whatever extra time we have, we spend that with family. So I think that's really cool that you did what you needed to do and then, you know, fit this in when it made sense. Um, I think that's like a good reminder <laughs> for everyone probably. Um, but yeah, so our, what was I just going to say? Oh, so if, you know, it, when it came to this point where you did decide to quit and leave Google and, and dedicate, you know, your full time or however much time you wanted to this, did you, how did you know that that was the right decision? Like if there's people listening that have a side project, they're trying to figure out how to squeeze it in with their full-time gig and trying to figure out if this is something they should fully commit to. Um, like, are there signs to know that it is time to leave and, and pursue this? Are there signs to know, you know, stay with what you're doing and keep this as a side gig? Or do you think it's like very situational and just kind of based on the project? 
I would say it's not based on the, uh, it's situational, but it's not based on the project. I, um, I would say it's based on you and like what you're truly feeling. Um, because I know a lot of people that like, and this is probably a very smart thing to do as well is like, they try to replace their salary with, um, with their side project first, and then they jump. But I went, I, d- I did not do that. Um, but I feel like the ideas, like, I don't know, there's plenty of ideas um, who's to know if, some, if, if something's going to work out and you can't really make that an expectation because um, like you really have no idea what the output is going to be. And like also having emotional attachments to outcomes can be a little bit um, rough. I would say, um, yeah, it really, it really just depends for it, like on the person, it just, I would say timing, like timing is probably the best time, like what to, to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was probably like the easiest time for me to take a risk because of the timing of what was going on in, um, in my personal life. And then it just so happens that there was a pandemic, you know, in in March, 2020. And so I moved in with my family. And so I didn't have this rent anymore. And then there wasn't this pool of like all these different things. So I was able to scale back my lifestyle. So it's like, is there a time where you can, um, like maybe reduce a couple bills or, um, like someone, like if you have a partner and they have, um, they're feeling a little bit more stable in what they're doing, like always maybe having some type of anchor um, is, I feel like that's what matters is having like, I would say I have at least like a year plan <laughs> and hopefully two. Um, but I would say hmm, that I wouldn't ever try to leave because you're afraid of missing like, um, like a wave. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Like um, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, everyone's investing in this right now. I don't want, right. I don't want to make sure to capitalize on that and all that stuff. And I feel like any type of like hysteria or franticness yeah. <laughs> around it. Um, if there's any like, oh, I, I like I need to because I don't want to miss this time or whatever. Like, uh, I, although I did say timing, I more mean like your personal timing and not right. like what the world is doing. Timing. Don't do it because of FOMO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but that happens so often. Like I um, in my prior world of working with startups um, as like a tech advisor or whatever. Um, sometimes people are like, they'll change their entire stack because this new thing came out because, because they're like, well, everyone is saying that this is a thing. Like, then I'm going to like, I'm gonna, I, w- I should do that. Or, um, I would say like, yeah, just like, it's truly, I feel like getting to know yourself and like really listening to feel like if you are ready, like it, you, re- you I feel like, you know, you know, your life better than anyone else. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are all really good tips. You mentioned, you know, of course have some sort of safety net or runway, or as you said, if you have a partner, 
that they at least are in something stable if needed, um, like some way to be reducing expenses while you're taking this risk. And, and um, yeah, if you don't have that passion and you don't have that feeling that it is the right time and that it is something you want to do, like that's probably not going to set you up for success. Like if you're just kind of doing it because you think it might make a lot of money or as you said, because everyone else is doing it um, and your heart's not in it, then, you know, when you don't have a boss to be answering to or a schedule or something, then who's to say that you're going to wake up every day and work on this and not <laughs> go do yeah. whatever else you, you want to do. So yeah, those are some really good tips. And it's interesting. You brought up the pandemic. I think I read the other day that the percentage of like side projects um, and like hobbies that are turning into actual money-making businesses, whether it's a full-time gig or still just on the side, has like been skyrocketing because all these people spent more time at home and have really been reevaluating, like, do I really enjoy what I'm doing? Like, oh, I have this extra time to work on X, Y, Z and like things, things like people creating things and selling them on Etsy or whatever it may be has just been um, really increasing, which I think is so cool to see. Um, oh my, that's like my favorite thing to hear, <laughs> to hear. Like, uh, I mean, I, like back to one of the questions that you had, like I was looking at other jobs within tech, but the majority of like really well-paying jobs and stuff are making things that who cares? Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care about that. Like enterprise software that's going to make the, who cares about that? <laughs> but like when we have these projects and hobbies and things, even if it like things like a, a an Etsy store or in like making crafting, like you're making something beautiful for the world. Like that it's not, maybe not for everyone, but there are people who really want that. Yeah. And like we as engineers have a skill to make anything. And like a lot of the time at our jobs, even though we can make anything, we are making buy like FinTech software <laughs> instead of, um, I don't know, like even something to help like organize your, um, I don't know. I have no idea what, yeah. what other stuff. Well, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said it's, it just needs to be something you care about. So even yeah. if you do want to be in the FinTech space or you do want to be in enterprise software, like whatever it is, you just, you should care about it. Like yeah, you enjoy sure. doing that. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm sure a lot of people get sucked into those areas because they feel like it's what they should do. Um, instead right. of just thinking about like, do I really care about this? How is this improving other businesses or other people's lives, like, you know, just really taking it back to square one and looking at what you're spending your day-to-day -day doing. Um, I mean, that's for me, like one reason I love being in the tech startup world, because every day, like it's sometimes unpredictable and every day is different. And I get to do fun things like chat with folks in the community like you. And um, like that for me is something that's important. Other people that might sound like a nightmare. So it's like, you have to find things you care about and enjoy doing. And it seems like you've done a really good job of harnessing that. So um, Thank you. It's, yeah, it's cool. yeah, no shade to people who want to, <laughs> who want to make like, um, <laughs> yeah, like a database because I do, I have a lot of friends, like there, I think things go in waves and, or there's cycles, there's different cycles in your life or like, right. sometimes I'm just very excited about like a tech, like um, some tech thing or an API that I'm like, I want to be a part of that. Like, I want to make sure that this is good because I love that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's I don't feel that matters is that you have the interest there and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Those are, those are good reminders. And I think, um, yeah, but I, more and more people I'm talking to are just like having ideas for a side project they want to do. And it's like, Hey, it can just start as a side project. Like you can start by dedicating like five hours a week to this and see if it goes anywhere. So 
Um, as you said, it really depends on the person and the timing and the situation. Um, just kind of like piggybacking off of some of those tips you've already said, is there like, when you think back throughout your career from even like when you started in, in college and beyond, is there, are there any pieces of advice, like whether good or bad that have really stuck with you? I, I know, like for me, sometimes I've had someone give me some advice and I hear it in the back of my head and I'm like, that was so wrong. Or the other way around where you, you know, something you keep seeing a theme of like that someone shared with you at some point that you'd want to share with other folks in your similar position. Sure. Um, the, I would say the one that has consistently, like consistently come back, like even to, to this day, um, is about building a community to lean on when you are, especially when you're like trying something new, um, whether that's like if you're a new developer or if like you're just joining, you're becoming a manager, making other, and not building a community, like you have to make a, like a Slack community or something, but even just like making friends or reaching out to like other managers, like say you're just, you're, you want to learn and be, uh, if you're a new manager, talk to other people who've been doing it. Um, and like when I was joining games, just talking to other game developers or like people that own their own indie, indie game studio. There are people who are like way ahead of me, people who have sold, um, people who have done like every aspect in gaming and just talking to them and being nice and like just getting to know each other. I feel like that has come up for me and been the biggest anchor um, because it, this is very lonely. Like this this journey that I'm on can get very lonely and being able to reach out to other people who are going through the same thing as me and that or who have been through it and are just a little bit farther along are I feel like that will always like bring me back to like okay I'm not crazy I'm not in this alone I right. feel like um and I got I, I like that has come back even you know when you're in when you're in college or a boot camp or something, people say that, um, even though it's very, very like enticing to be like a shut in and introvert because I am an introvert, um, those like communities really do help. And um, when I was planning on leaving, and this is prior to, the, to everything shutting down, I had a friend who'd been working for herself for a while. And she even said, like, make sure to have like a local community. And even just like, if they don't work in what you're doing, but just to have friends and have someone you can talk to about things just to like, um, make sure that you're talking to people and not just like suffering on your own. I feel like that has come crazy. up so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because that has been such a common thing. I think that's been the most prominent theme among everyone I talk to, no matter what area of tech that they're in, um, mm -hmm. this point comes up at some point or another. Like some people are very, very immersed with community and they're constantly doing live streams and writing blogs and engaging in like chats on Reddit and Slack and whatever it may be. And other folks are, um, you know, more saying maybe along lines of what you said of like, yeah, it's great to have an online community and be able to have people to ask those questions and resources to pull from, but also just like, friends in your community and people you can chat with like you don't have to be in the public eye 
if you don't want to be, but just having some sort of um, group or individuals that you can bounce ideas off of. And they don't have to be a developer or have to know like exactly what you're talking about. But um, yeah, I, I keep hearing that that's like the most important thing and um, diversifying, you know, even people that are on big teams talk about diversifying and building a community outside of your organization. So that like, if you're hitting some sort of technical roadblock, you can, you know, chat with someone that thinks totally different from you. So um, it's like, it sounds cheesy, but people say networking is the most important thing you can do. And I think some version of networking, it, it, it is true. <laughs> um, that's how some of the best opportunities come up. So totally um, like, like earlier, I've been hitting kind of a, a, a mental and emotional wall in the past few weeks um, and feeling a little bit stagnant and just like looking at this mountain to climb um, or the like this um, metaphorical mountain to climb <laughs> and like the and I had two calls this week both of whom were introduced to me just from someone being nice like both oh. like and or me just I reached out to them and and then I was like oh yeah this person told me to reach out to you and then they're like oh any friend of this person is a friend of mine like just because people are kind mm -hmm. and like those two people I talked to on Monday of this week like both of the conversations very very different but I like it re-inspired me and it helped me like solve all these problems that I was facing and a lot of it was just like oh yeah I've dealt with that too who cares about this is it like just and even like they helped with tech problems, one of them, um, because even though this is like a core belief of mine is to like do it scared and like uh, do things scared, but also like don't make decisions out of fear, if that makes sense. I believe that, but I forget it. And even um, my, the one of the people I was talking to on Monday, she was saying like, don't make this decision because you're scared something's going to happen to your family or because you're scared of the recession or all these things like make sure you're ma like think always remember like go back to yourself and remember like ask yourself am I am I like thinking of making this decision because I'm afraid of something going wrong or something happening right uh, both of those conversations just like um really helped and like, and if I didn't have that, I would still just be in my head, like wondering like, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, I think people underestimate like how just energizing it can be to chat with the right people. Like I sometimes leave a coffee meeting and it just boosts me for the whole week. And I'm like, wow, that person like had some really great advice and maybe they didn't even know, or even just like hearing people talk about what they're excited about. And it gets you excited. Like it yeah. just has this like ripple effect. And so, um, yeah, I think like always saying yes to those types of connections. Like you said, when you have a friend that reaches out and is like, I want to connect you with this person, even if, even if you're feeling like an introvert day and not really wanting to, I think it's like almost always, um, ends up being a boost in some way or another. For uh, sure. I feel like I wasn't open or some of them, I wasn't that open. Cause I was like in a bad mood or something, yeah. and I was like, but then they just introduced me anyway. But like, um, I, I, I would wonder if there's any, anybody listening that's similar to me, but like, I never really had mentors until 2020. Like I was always the one trying to help others and like invest in other people. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. <laughs> um, talk to my dog's not barking back. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah so i and but then when i found out how much you can like you can't always pour into others without like getting poured into yourself and like but i didn't know how to get a mentor or anything like that right. and i literally just like set the intention just in my brain of being like i am open I'm open to any help. Like I'm open to any help. I'm open to, I would love to have a mentor. I would love to have someone to help me because I cannot figure this out. I feel like I had to be vulnerable and realize like, I don't know. I don't think I can figure this out on my own. I will try, but like, okay. I would, I think I will do it. I will do it better if I have someone else. And I feel like opening yourself up for that yeah. um, also just allows other people to like come in and be like, oh, can I help you with this? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, people talk about that all the time about just putting, putting that out there, whether you're telling people or just saying it to yourself, like, I do think it makes a difference. And like, as cheesy as it may sound, the right attitude can, um, can really change those type of opportunities that, that For sure. so it's, yeah. it's, I love finding people that are like open to chat about it because I think even some people that do experience that are like afraid to talk about it. And it's like, no, it's so cool to hear these experiences. <laughs> um, so that's great. Um, so I, I was going to ask kind of a two-part question, just jumping a little more to the technology side. Sure. One being, um, if, you know, if there's any other folks listening that are like looking to get into game development or or getting started or like hitting a roadblock if you have any um like resources or specific communities or just like advice about first getting into game development i'm not sure if that ties into the second part of like what technologies and tools and frameworks do you use and are you excited about or like wanting to learn um you know mm -hmm. like helping move your process along just kind of curious um, I would say to anyone who wants to make a game, do not for if and you've never like done games before, do not make your dream game as your first game. Okay. Like, do not do that. Like it because I think when people are like, oh, I have this great idea for this big thing and all this stuff. Don't do that. Like keep it in the back of your mind, but like it's if you do that, you it, it'll never happen. Like you'll never finish it. And if you just keep, because you have to be bad at it before you're good. And if it's just bad and it's not getting to be the game that you wanted to be, it's not gonna, you're gonna like lose steam and you're gonna lose like motivation. Yeah. So don't do that. For, don't waste your good idea on the first try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe like a, a small, uh, like maybe you, you do like a very, very small scaled version of it. I always tell people, if you're going to work on your first game, try to make it as small that you can finish it as a side project in two to three months, mm -hmm. like that small, like really, really small. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, this is probably not that helpful, but like, you know, like just saying just YouTube tutorials, but I feel like if you can match, like finding an inspiration game that you can like find some type of um like game mechanic that is like dropping and catching things or flinging right. things or something like that um you're probably gonna be better off and just trying to do that thing and then maybe applying a theme to it um and I would also say launch it and get it in front of people as soon as possible don't be a perfectionist don't hold on to it and also don't try to be a good engineer write bad code 
right? Like just try to get it done and give it to somebody like, so they can play it because you're going to like, because it'll never be perfect. Right. Um, this is true for any like side project too. Like it'll never be perfect and it'll always feel like it needs more, but like you won't know exactly what it needs better until people start to see it. Right. Yeah. I, I, and you say that's true for anything. I've actually heard that that's one of the most common issues with when people try to do like write a book, for example, like you're, you're hold it so close to the chest and you just keep going back and making revision after revision after revision. And no matter what, when you do give it to someone to review, there's going to be feedback and you're going to be making changes. So like, mm-hmm. just let it be an unfinished project. <laughs> don't, yeah. you know, don't like, um, panic over because whatever you think is perfect might not be perfect to whoever's playing it or reading it. So that's a really good (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say, and you might focus on the wrong thing. Um, yeah. Like I know a lot of people that like, and I've worked with some people that will focus so much on like the end game or level 100 or something like that. But, um, this is also advice I got from a veteran in the business. And he was like, you don't know if people are going to even get past level five. Right. Why are you worried about level 100? <laughs> yeah. Or why are you worried about the end? You need to make sure that people can even get through the beginning. Like the, um, yeah. So right. <laughs> the, those are, I feel like my, uh, my resources are more mental. Cause I feel like there's plenty of YouTube tutorials on where to start, like with games and like what engine, like choose an engine like just don't get caught up in analysis paralysis and just <laughs> pick something and go for it and finish it. If you don't like it and you want to try a different engine, do that after you finish the first one. Right. <laughs> That's it. That makes yeah. sense. Um, cool. And then, yeah, for the, for the second part, are there any like specific technologies or tools or um, you know, either things like you'd recommend, or even if it's not related to game development, like just things that you're seeing that are coming out that you're really excited about, um, things, you know, you have your eye on that you want to learn or something that you've been using for a while. Um, I don't utilize people post like really cool stuff on the unity asset store, um, of like different plugins or things to play around with. Um, I don't like play around with them that much, yeah. but I'm excited to one day, like yeah. once I get the time. Need more time. <laughs> yeah. I need more time. Um, cause Boba story has grown. Or, sorry. Boba story is my latest game Okay. and it's grown so quickly. Um, and I just want, and so I've, I have to focus on Boba story primarily right now. Right. Um, I would say one of the texts what a friend recently introduced me to this thing called mega cool. Um, I'm very excited to play around with it. Um, it's like, it creates like gifs and, um, videos of gameplay while you're playing it. So you can share with people. Oh, cool. Yeah. I thought that that was, um, that's cool. So I'm excited to play around with that when I get a chance because I would eventually like to um do something like that yeah Um, that's really cool yeah that reminds me like I someone was telling me um that their teenage son like one of his him and his friend's favorite thing to do is just watch like YouTube videos of 
other people playing games, like not playing yourself, but to watch people playing them. And I'm like, that's so interesting that that's like becoming the next step in this of like, now it's entertainment. It's almost like watching a show to like see people that are really good at it, share their, you know, share their clips and their videos and like, Oh yeah. That's like, (laughs) that's my, um, like ever since joining this, I watch streams of other people playing games. It's like, it's so fun. Cause it it feels like I'm playing. Yeah. Um, And like a lot of the, like, because a Boba story is a very like visual game. Um, I have gotten a lot of like fan pages on YouTube and TikTok of people just showing gameplay and then they have like tons of followers and subscribers wow that's so cool it's literally just them playing the game it's just organic marketing for you so that's great (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome um cool well congrats on the success of of your latest game and just what you've been up to I actually just pulled Boba Story up on the app store and I'm really curious to check it out so (laughs) Um, lots of cool stuff coming hopefully yeah yeah that's probably the one of the most fun parts about being in the gaming world is like you can constantly be making changes and updates and um like new features and whatever it may be it's kind of like the possibilities are endless so that's probably a really creative fun space to be in (laughs) yeah it's also like um and I tell people all the time that like I I feel like a better engineer you know all those questions and like tech interviews that are like find the shortest path to this or like find the shortest like how to manipulate this string you have to actually do that in games (laughs) so they're not making you do it for fun (laughs) so I have to actually do it so now I'm like well if I ever do if like feel the need to go back and be um, a full-time engineer again I'm like oh I don't even I might not even need to study hopefully (laughs) I probably will but yeah I feel that way a little bit sometimes well that's good the brain is constantly churning and that's the the best way to say it stay young is what they say so (laughs) you're probably doing something right hopefully (laughs) well hey this has been um super interesting and fun I know we're kind of coming up on time here but um really appreciate you taking the time to chat I know it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate so um thanks for for sharing your tips. I haven't had a chance to chat with anyone in the gaming world yet. So I think this will be um, a really interesting one. And and for folks listening, um, if you do have any questions or anything, you know, feel free to, to try to get in in touch with either of us. And um, I'm sure Bria can be a good, good resource if you're in her shoes, like a couple years ago or something. Um, But yeah, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, looking forward to following along and seeing what else you create. Thank you so much. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I will just plan on talking to you soon and hope you enjoy that LA sunshine. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to Select Star, your resource for innovative technology and developer topics. You can find our episodes in all the usual places, Spotify, Apple, Google, RSS, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe, and share. You can learn more about HarperDB at harperdb.io. 